0: and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I, of course, am Mr. Warren Hayes. And this is, this is fantastic because it's Thursday. It is May 28th. It is the last day of the month of May in the year of our Lord 2020. And we are going to be talking about professional wrestling just like we do every Thursday night right here live on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes because yes, folks, yes. The Mr. Warren Hayes show is recorded live every Thursday evening on the aforementioned channel. And that means that tonight we have such a fantastic crew of people who are with us here again this evening. Because it, it people decide to come spend a part of their Thursday evenings away from loved ones, away from their children, away from their responsibilities. decide like to come and hang out here such as throwback 27 Boo, by the way by the way just launched his youtube youtube channel earlier this we had his very first wrestling discussion show over on his over on his channel i invite you strongly to go head over there and subscribe because throwback's a good guy youtube.com slash throwback 27 you do that folks tim traver is here as well how you doing thomas gory says joined us as well hello hello there thomas welcome to the chat robert larry is here as well how you doing ben is here as well dgmc is here and he's surprisingly not on probation daniel price how you doing i will not be bullied into starting into the into the start time of my podcast daniel but i'm still glad to see you one fall podcast is here as well carlos is here hawkeye how you doing? Good to see you uh, here as well. Uh, uh, yeah, there we go. Look, and and the thing is, is that as we go along, more people are going to join in, and especially if you send that link out into your social media and you share it out there, it might get a few people. Uh, back in here as well and you can also like the video if you enjoy if you enjoyed it as well uh and give the video a thumbs up that's a great way to show some support for the Mr. Warren Hayes show another great way to show support for the Mr. Warren Hayes show is to become a member of the patreon patreon.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes and you know one of the best things about getting into the Mr. Warren Hayes show on the uh pow, on the uh, power pal level is that you get access to the post show so once I'm done here, I head on over to Patreon.com and I set up a whole other show with the patrons where we talk about stuff, and that's what I'm going to be doing tonight. Again, doing call it I uh, warned off the clock, and tonight we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. But I also want to talk about Zack Ryder, uh, who uh, his comments. He and Chris Jericho had a discussion about uh, how WWE would keep um, would uh, hold down wrestlers who were. Um, who were uh, successfully getting themselves over, which is weird, right? Why would you do that? But still, it's a thing. So they had a nice discussion on that, and I, I want to talk about that with the with the friendly, friendly patrons over there. Uh, once we're once we're done over here, so if you want to join in, come on over, come on in. The water's great. Patreon.com/slash/MrWarrenHayes. And what you can also do is join in if you want to show some some support and get access. maybe you're you're in the live chat right now. Right. Let's say you come in here and you like to come see the Mr. Warren Hayes show live, and you're like, "Man, look at these cool people with these exclusive emojis!" Right. And this is this is where y'all start start flaunting the emojis. You have like emojis for cool beans and hot trash. You have an emoji with my weird face on it, or with Goldberg faces face on it, or Kristen Ashley looking at you uh, very uh, very uh, uh, judgingly. Well, if you want to get access to those emojis, you can become a member of the Mr. Warren Hayes channel. You head on over to you, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. You'll see a nice little button there it will be written join. If you join in, you'll get access to those emojis. And it's fantastic. Look, you can spam it up just using all those emojis. And it's another great way to show support. Of course, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast application, support is possible as well. The Patreon. But also showing some love with a a like, a a subscribe, a follow, a review, anything you can do over there uh, that also helps out a great deal because I am available on all podcast applications. uh, You can find me just about anywhere. and You can also find me as part of the Smart to Death Radio Network which is also available on your podcast. And I'm over there with Smart to Death Radio with no particular angle, with Queens Court, with Badlands, with Why We Watch. Whole bunch of great creators doing great things together over there. Head on over. Check that out. Of course, I will still be Uh, tomorrow evening on the Fightful channel to talk about SmackDown. That's certainly going to be exciting, so be sure you tune in for that. And if you want a lot of good, good women's wrestling coverage, you head on over to belltobells.com. That's B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L-E-S. That's where you get all the best women's wrestling coverage. If you're, and why wouldn't you want the best? You deserve the best. So why don't you go for the best? Sucker! No, I didn't mean to say it that way. But you know what I mean. You go over there, and you know what? Here was a big deal. Kristen Ashley, you know, who, uh, you know, takes over the place. She she runs the place. She's she's good at what she does. She had, she scored uh, an article written, penned by the hand of Mick Foley on uh, one of Mick Foley's biggest influences in his career. And little, you may not have known, you may have never heard of her. Legendary Hall of Fame Australian female wrestler, uh, go check that out. I'm not gonna spoil it go go read it over on belttebels.com from the hand of Mick Foley himself that was a big deal and want to say a big big thank you to Mick Foley for doing that for being such a huge supporter of women's wrestling. We really do appreciate you Mick we appreciated you in the past. We appreciate you a little more today. So there you go. Hey, look at this. See, I told you you guys more people would pop in. I told you. Look, we have Connor McCabe who's here. How you doing, Connor? It is good to see you in the live chat. We've got Joe Anthony Myrick. My God, is it my birthday? Good to see you, Jam. Um, so there we go. So Gonna have a good time tonight. I'm telling you right now, we are going to have... Well, well let's just jump into it, right? I mean, I did, there's no reason to, to beat around the bush. It's the Weekly Wrestling Inspection. Let's get to it. Hey, you know what? Tonight, we are going to be doing a very extended edition of the uh, of the wrestling Weekly Wrestling uh, Podcast. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling inspections. <laughs> I don't even know my own gimmicks anymore. Yeah, we're going to be doing an extended version of that tonight because uh, there, uh there's a lot of stuff we wanted to talk about. I want to talk about lots of like that are happening within the show. So strap yourself in. If you like this week in wrestling, you thought there was a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, we are going to be talking about it. And I want to start by talking, uh, I want to start by talking about uh, AEW Double or Nothing that happened this Saturday. And if you ask your boy Warren, if you say, Warren, do you, did you like Double or Nothing? I will tell you, yes. Yes, I thought it was a good show. I thought that it was saved by the latter part of, uh, of, the, uh, of the proceedings. But there was too much good in this card to not say that to, to be middling or on a, like, oh, yeah, it was good, but this was a good card. It was a good show. It was really, really good. And I want to give you some quick thoughts or more extended thoughts. Listen, let's just, you know, we had Private Party, um, Best Friends defeating Private Party in the pre-show and that was the right way. It was the right thing to do. Best Friends then get a shot at Fighter Fest for the uh, tag team titles, which is cool. Best Friends, they're awesome. I love them. I love them. And uh, as long as they're not, uh, as long as they're not, ready to pull the trigger on, on Trent's, uh, singles run, hey, let's just keep going like that, so, but, but I'm, fine. it was a fun opening match, I really, really dug it, I thought it was, uh, it was great for the pre-show, uh, then we had the, the ladder match, the casino, uh, uh, casino ladder match, excuse me, I don't know why I wanted to call it a battle royal, that wasn't it, but, uh, I, yeah, uh, So basically, the uh, Brian Cage was the surprise MVP, the surprise guy who showed up. And if you listened to my prediction show that I did last Saturday with one JPQ of the No Particular Angle podcast, you will know I am on the record. I said it will probably be Brian Cage is going to show up. I wouldn't be surprised. Boom! Prognosticator! That's me. So, Brian Cage defeated Joey Janela, Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, uh, Darby Allin, Luchasaurus, Kip Sabian, uh, uh, Orange Cassidy, and Colt Cabana. Um, we're going to talk about this a little later, but uh, but as uh, regarding Brian Cage and his debut, I mean, it's a great way to start. Did I like the match? Not as much as I thought I was going to like it, and... Uh, I I thought there was a little too much, a little too much, a little too many, uh, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Too many um, hijinks. There's the word I was looking for. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Too many hijinks, too much outside interference. They should have really focused on the gimmick because I think the gimmick is good. Like a combination ladder match, Royal Rumble, and the match could end before everyone hits the ring. I felt they really should have leaned into that a lot more. And mm, we kind of got that. uh, But but I, I feel like the gimmick was overwhelmed by all the outside stuff coming in when we should have maybe experienced it in its purest, most sincere form coming out of the gate. So, there we go. MJF defeated Jungle Boy in the match of the night. I don't care what you think. No, I care about what you think. This match was absolutely 100% brilliant. MJF and Jungle Boy wrestled a fantastic, superbly wrestled match. It was a brilliant story that was told. Every spot in this match mattered. Nothing was was throwaway, nothing was uh, you know, just trying to catch up to stuff. Everything was calculated, precise and beautiful. In its execution as well, these guys are so goddamn talented. MJF is a smart heel wrestler. Dare I say, a cerebral assassin. And MJF is the perfect fight from under babyface match of the night in my opinion. So so good. I tweeted it out earlier this week. You know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, I'm rewatching the state of the the stadium stampede and, uh, for a second time." And no one's good. And I rewatched MJF versus jungle boy and it was better on the re on the rewatch it was it was good watching it it was even better on the second time around if you do have a chance go check it out that was a great great match cody versus uh, lance archer well cody defeated lance archer to uh win the tnt championship become the first guy hey guess what it was a tad oh, I, 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 a little bit oddly booked this one why did why did lance archer uh lose his focus when uh when um uh, uh uh Mike Tyson and Jake Roberts sort of you know glared at each other from afar why why did why was that a thing I'm I'm not quite sure uh why that that happened Lance Archer is a he's an accomplished guy he's a veteran it's that was kind of stupid to me uh but yeah you know Mike Tyson was there he yawned. And he gave the belt but hey you know what the right man won the right man won and i'm gonna talk about it a little later too cody was the perfect guy to kick this off you start a new belt put it on one of your top guys even if it's not a world title if you a top guy can be put anywhere on the card regardless he can hold any title regardless and he'll still be considered a top guy and if you put a title on a top guy that title instantly gains in prestige was the first out i loved it can't wait to see the full design for the title though but this was good chris statlander versus uh penelope ford sure that's a thing that happened dustin rhodes versus sean spear sure that's another thing that happened and uh, like i get it they were cool down matches before we got into the the big deal but two cool down matches in a row Maybe, maybe Britt versus Penelope Ford wasn't, uh, excuse me, Britt versus Statlander wasn't meant to be a cool down, but it sure as hell felt this way. And you know what your boy thinks? I would have tossed, I would have tossed this on the pre-show, would have put the tag team match up on the main card because Dustin Rose versus Sean Spears was exactly that. It was a cool down match just to get everyone ready for, uh, for the women's, uh, the women's title match, which by the way, Nyla Rose lost to hikaru shida this was so fucking good it was it was so so good love the out of the ring brawling braw- brawling brawling uh i think nyla rose wrestled her best AEW match so far she has i can't say it enough she's improved tremendously since coming back in january on all fronts and she was wonderful in this match Shida was brutal and violent and just an, a, a a terrifying uh, tsunami of poetry, of violent poetry. How about that? Um, the story here was Sheeta just wanted it so so bad, was willing to do anything to get it. I loved this match so much. And you know what other match I really loved? Moxley and Brody Lee. Moxley actually defeating Brody Lee to to uh, to uh, retain the AEW Championship. I would go as far as to say that this was John Moxley's best match in AEW so far. And was it a match that defied all expectations? Hell yeah, it was. I I myself and I I I'm okay eating crow when crow is properly served. And my god, it was served uh it was a nice roast uh, crow with a nice uh, uh tangy zesty lemon uh, a reduction, ah, it was fantastic stuff, I enjoy eating this crow here, I told you guys my, myself, this feels and looks like a WWE mid-card match, it was poorly booked, I don't understand, we, we didn't quite understand why Brody Lee was tossed into this position, and that doesn't matter at this point, the match ruled, and ultimately that's what matters, will the match be great, yes, was it hard to get into, was it hard to get excited for, yes, But the end result was fantastic. I thought it was a physically phenomenal match. Physically phenomenal. Yeah, Kim got you right there. We got a super chat by our buddy DGMC. Thank you very much, by the way. And hey, if you wanna leave a, a, a super chat, I will read your comment or question or mood or whatever online. And he said, shocked by the lack of mainstream coverage for the stadium stampede, absurdity alone. Of a wrestling match in an empty NFL stadium should have gotten something, uh, yeah, yes. Because hey, you know what? The absurdity of the match itself just was off the charts, and I I liked it. And I know this is one of these polarizing things, right? Where you have people out there who completely crapped on it. Some people ashamed of their peers for taking a, for taking part in this match and being a part of a of AEW as an organization because of this one match that was thoroughly entertaining and very very fun to watch. I from, I love the football entrances. I like the debut the 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 debuting chaos and it w- but everything was so uh, yeah, yeah, and then just as I felt as the in-ring stuff was happening or everything outside the ring was happening and I was like, "Man, this is going to be hard to follow. I'm getting a little confused." Then everything separated and then we got Everyone's vignettes. We got Hangman with his horse chasing Sammy Guevara. We had the Mad Hardy transformations in the pool with um, uh, with Santana and Ortiz. Audrey, Eb- Audrey Edwards uh, replaying uh, a, a foul or, or a pin. Uh, the hundred yard Northern Lights locomotion um, uh, by uh, Matt Jackson. The one winged angel from the from the stands right through uh, an area. But I gotta tell you, my favorite part was the bar fight between Hangman and and Hager. And I see people in the chat saying it and I agree. Hangman Page was the MVP here, again! Because he has his character work down, he's so confident and everything that he and Hager did in the bar was fun. It was good. You kidding me? Taking a back body drop onto a pool table? That must not have been fun. I like this match a lot didn't like it as much as a lot of people did but i still thought it was a good time it was wild i don't know why it was uh, mainstream media didn't pick up more on it but you know what M- mike tyson didn't pick up much mainstream media attention either for his appearance at aew how many outlets uh, how many outlets picked up on him being there to hand over the title i didn't hear didn't hear much about that outside of our little wrestling bubble folks so, I mean, that's that's something in and about itself. If you haven't watched it, I firmly suggest that you go over and enjoy Double or Nothing. It was a fun, fun show. And there was nothing bad, but the but the week, the week was outshined by the great on this card want to say hello to uh, uh, Peter Davies, who's uh, who joined us. How you doing? And uh, I think Hawkeye is here as well. Am I missing anyone? I think I'm I think I'm missing people. I may I may be missing someone. Hey, David Reed. There you go. I thought so. How you doing? Welcome to the chat. Let's keep moving. Then we're going to head back a little more to last Friday on SmackDown. We're going to talk about the Intercontinental T- title tournament, which I overall, I still think it's it's pretty good. I think it's. has go- you guys know I'm a sucker for tournament wrestling. I like me some tournament wrestling uh the Intercontinental title tournament is is going well if you ask me uh and the the predictable uh winners are coming out of everything styles versus nakamura a of course well known by now. aj styles won. i know a lot of people liked it it didn't do it for me it didn't it didn't click um it was a much better paced match than the other matches that he and AJ, that Shin and AJ, excuse me, as if I'm talking only about Nakamura here. It was a much better paced match than uh, Shin and Styles' other AEW, uh, WWE matches, uh, but that's not saying much. Like, it's, it was better, but it was not, like, mind-blowing. Uh, it 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 just didn't have it had no importance to it it had no gravitas and that's because they completely gave up on trying to make shinsuke nakamura a star for some reason hell you know of of course we're always going to throw back to the wrestle kingdom stuff and people they will never be living but they they called back in the match on friday they called back to their wrestle kingdom match when styles did sort of like that half that half-assed styles clash that's something he pulled out at Wrestle Kingdom to try and put um, to try and put Nakamura away. Um, and, I mean, you know, this is I mean, it's WWE's fault ultimately. They let Nakamura fall flat, and there there wasn't really anything to make this feel special just out of the gate. So, you know, they we were promised a uh, we were promised a, a dream match years ago. It kind of it kind of petered out. It never really happened. Hey, you know what? You know what? You know what? What are you gonna do? Um, Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy on the opposite hand. I liked it. I thought it tailored off of both guys' strengths. Um, uh, Hardy ate shit for most of the match, and that's kind of what he has to do. That's his. That's his thing at this point. Between all of us, high flying Jeff Hardy is a thing of the past. He has to be very careful about his body moving forward if he's going to bump a lot more, take uh, or at least take a lot more offense, spend more time on his back with a, uh, with a heel who just wants to draw in heat. That's fine. Sheamus, Sheamus was good here. I thought he was good. I thought he showed more personality here than at any given moment since his return to SmackDown, since his return to WWE after, uh, nursing his injury. Um, other, th- finally breaking out of that, I'm here to get rid of all you weak men. You know, it's like, he had some, some really good heel personality here, which we know he has because he had it when he was in the bar with Cesaro. So uh, that's a funny thing to say. When he was in the bar with Cesaro, he had personality. huh? Um, but um, but of course, Hardy was going to win this. There's There was no question. Styles and, and uh, Hardy move on. So uh, our next matches are going to be Daniel Bryan versus Jeff Hardy, which has the possibility, the potential to be very, very good. Um, i think daniel bryan and Har- daniel bryan is a great opponent for jeff hardy who again will be able to play off his strengths um elias versus aj is something i mean it's not as if we have all that much uh, that much back catalog in regards to elias's uh uh in ring work to fall back upon and say yeah it's going to be brilliant aj is there though he'll be able yeah, there's something good to be salvaged out of it like where the tournament is going so far. Very interested for the next round. Let's keep going with some more cool beans. We're going to talk about the women on SmackDown Live oh, last Friday. Yeah. Charlotte versus Bayley was awesome. It was awesome. I loved how Bayley right from the get-go was like, hey, you know what? People are saying I can't beat anyone unless you're here. I yeah, Stay right. You know, you just stay backstage. And Sasha's like, wait, why don't you... Are you trying to say that, you know, I'm cramping your style? It's like, no, 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 that's not it. You know, I liked it. And this was good and physical. The neck breaker into the turnbuckle spot was awesome. They chopped the shit out of each other. And it, the ending with Bailey using the ropes to roll up Charlotte. While Charlotte tried to do it earlier on in the match. Mwah, Bailey was like, ha, 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 ha. you tried to get me, but I'm smarter Ooh, than you. Yeah. And... How can you not like that? How can you not get behind that kind of stuff? I don't know how you can. And it's like I said last Friday on the on the post show on Fightful. If it if it wasn't for the fact that um, no, let me start back. When you see Charlotte and Bailey, two of the four horsewomen, in the ring there. Just giving us a treat on a Friday night. Something that we weren't expecting. Something where we're like, my God, I, I feel spoiled for this. Where do, sh- Should I be, I feel like I should be offering, uh, offering you guys uh, 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 some food or something. Like a, a card, a bouquet of flowers. Thank you for this. When you see them put on such a great match on a Friday, it's no surprise that WWE feels like they, like they, have to lean in on the or feel that they need to lean in on the four horsewomen to pull out big matches because my god there was no reason really for this to be that big a match but it was they charlotte and bailey made it a big deal they made it a big match of course we want other women to be developed so that the four horsewomen can feud not necessarily always in uh, amongst themselves they can sort of break out a bit that's that's part of the thing but Wow, wow. I really really like this match. I I thought it was fantastic. Uh and I think that um I think while WWE continues to create new stars, new female stars in the division, it's good to know that you can always fall back on 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 the uh, on the Four Horsewomen for this. And speaking of creating new women in the division, new stars, my god, Bailey, excuse me, Sonya Deville, is being treated perfectly. And this match, the tag team match that they had, Dolph and Sonia versus Mandy and Otis, was fantastic. The women did all the heavy lifting in this match. They are the ones who worked the most. And my god, they are not 50 50ing Sonia Deville. And that is probably the best news that you and I could ever uh, come. Oh, maybe not yeah. the best, but it's you know, it's reassuring, it's great news. I I it was I'm very excited about this. This was one of my main concerns coming out of this angle is that Sonia was gonna end up with the bum end of the deal. They had her beat M- Mandy uh, the the smackdown before Money in the Bank, and now they come back over here, and Sonia's winning again. That's what you have to do. Sonia needs this. She needs this. M- Mandy she's fine, she's over, she can take a couple of wins, uh, a couple of losses, but it was so good, and it was, the whole match, it was so well booked, Uh, Mandy, you remember when Otis was punked out of the ring at some point, and he was injured, and he was hurting, and Mandy came out, came over to check on him, and Otis was like, no, get back in the ring, win the match, win the match, it showed, this is what it showed, Mandy legitimately cares about Otis, she was ready to throw the match for Otis, but Otis was like, no, 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 go, go, I'll be fine, Otis, cares about Mandy, because when she got creamed across the back of the head with that DeVille knee, uh, Otis was trying to run into the ring to save her, but Dolph was holding her back, and he was trying his best, Dolph, perfect, perfect dick, all around, all around dick, he was fantastic, and Sonya is doing exactly what she said she was going to do, she said she was going to strike out on her own, build herself up, and make, Uh, uh, Mandy's life a living hell and that's exactly what she's doing and it's crazy they let Sonya Deville cut one promo one week and look look at how exciting it is this is such such good stuff look at this Kristen Ashley and JPQ of the no particular angle podcast are here both leaving super chats Kristen leaving one thank you both Kristen says pouring one out for the ladies And JPQ saying, also pouring one out for for said ladies. Thank you very much for your super chats. Anakin JNT, how you doing? Welcome to the chat. Also left a super chat. Anakin says, Warren, why does your Seamus impression sound like Braun Strowman? You know, um, I'm actually kind of surprised that it didn't sound more like a a Rusev impression because I feel like all my impressions always like circle around to some obscure Eastern European country uh, accent. I don't know, I, I guess I'm developing range, but <laughs> thank you for the super chat. Um, let's let's move over to Monday Night Raw. Moving on, Monday Night Raw. And uh, as you know, on Monday Night Raw this week, uh, we had, um, uh, on Monday Night Raw this week, we had uh, Liv Morgan uh, on television, but not wrestling. So you know what that means, that means she's buried. But seriously, (laughs) but seriously, Cool Beans, keeping on the Cool Beans train. There's a lot of good stuff I found this week. Uh, Apollo Crews won the U.S. championship. Good job, Apollo Crews. He's been in WWE since 2015. He's been wrestling for over a decade. He was brought up real, real fast out of NXT, probably a little too fast. I'm always going to put him in that class of wrestlers who uh, could have used a little more time in NXT before being brought up, excuse me, like Dana Brooke, like him, like Nile Jax. Um, uh, He's been a perennial jobber. He's been overlooked uh, multiple, multiple times. Start, stop, pushes, start, stop, pushes. Uh, I'm happy for him because he's a really, really talented wrestler, like a super... (laughs) like a super talented wrestler. I'll get to you, Anakin, uh, and uh, he he is. And every time when, when commentary mentions how strong and how agile and how he has all the tools, he really does, he honestly and seriously does. The problem is that WWE, and I've said it, I've said it multiple times, and I'm gonna keep down this path until they prove me wrong. WWE has proven to us has proven to us time and time again that it's there's no reason to get behind an Apollo cruise push because they just yanked the carpet away from him. Now, he won the US title. It's his first title in, in WWE. It's a title that has a, a beautiful lineage. If you want to go all the way back to the NWA days, I'm thrilled, absolutely thrilled for him. I'm waiting to see how long it's going to last, And what they're going to do with them once it's done. I want to get behind Apollo Crews, guys. Don't get me wrong. It's just I've been, you know, you've been burned. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool you twice, shame on us. Fool us thrice. Full of rice. I think the expression might be a little different in Canada than in the United States. Hey, how about we cl- we get off this cool beans? Hang on, let me let me go over to Anakin JMT here. Warren, I he left the super chat. Thank you again, Anakin. Warren, tomorrow I want a Stroman impression battle with you and Sean. I'll super chat with the Thank you for the heads up. I'm going to rehearse. I'm going to rehearse tonight, much to the dismay of Kristen. Once we're done here and we start talking, I'm going to talk to her in Stroman voice for the rest of the evening. Um. Okay, uh, let's let's move on to some warm soda here. There we go. Uh, warm soda. First little downgrade of the evening here. Uh, uh, Charlotte versus Nia versus Natalia. Uh, listen, you know, we're not dunderheads. We knew Nia Jax was going to win. We knew she was going to win because she attacked Kyrie Sane. Um, uh, you know, adorable recorder playing Kyrie Sane. And Asuka got mad at it, so we know that's where we were going. We didn't need a number one contenders match. We needed Asuka to say, I'm going to kick your ass, Nia Jax. And try not to get injured in the meantime. But, instead they decided to do the triple threat. Plus, plus, add Charlotte Flair to it, current NXT champion. Now, I said it, and it's becoming true. With Becky gone, WWE is going to lean in heavily on Charlotte. That's that was a prediction I made, and it is it is coming full circle. My God, we're getting a lot of Charlotte. That being said, the thing is, is that I like Charlotte. I know she's a very divisive figure, but I like Charlotte a lot, and I think a lot of the shit she gets is uh, 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 is um, wrong. <laughs> it's just it's just wrong. She shouldn't be getting the amount of backlash that she does. The criticisms that she get that she gets as far as being blonde and nepotism and all of that. I think they're I, I think they're untrue. She's an, an extremely talented worker who has adapted and changed her style to remain competitive and work on her strengths instead of trying to do uh, tornado DDTs and stuff like that. Uh, Prove positive when she when she starts to get off her feet and uh, and and stop being uh, this grounded. Tall, powerful monster. Uh, she she lands moonsaults with her forearms, and that looks stupid. Just don't do it, Charlotte. It, it's not the first time we see you screw up a moonsault. Just stop. Stop. We don't need you to. We don't need you to do it. This match was fine. It was, it's not that the match was bad in and about itself, but it, it, it wasn't it wasn't great either. And there was a lot of sloppiness at times. Like I I don't know why Nia Jax can't throw. A proper clothesline, like a, a, a not a proper. She throws proper clotheslines, but a convincing one. I don't know why. I don't know why she can't just lean into it a little more. She has the size to make it look destructive. Now it's just like, it just looks like she's shoving people down and it doesn't look good. Charlotte's moonsault was another thing. Natalia cross-bodied Charlotte across the face at some point off the top rope. Ay, ay. this was a rough one to watch. It was a rough one to watch. But it wasn't bad either, but we didn't need it either. We just didn't need it. We didn't need this match. Are we going to downgrade a little more and move into hot trash? Let's get some hot trash. Guys, gals, what was the hot trash on Raw on Monday? You know me. You you know, if you're in the live chat, you've hung out probably a couple of times here. You know what I like. Let me pop in the chat here. Let us know. Let me know. What do you think I consider to be the biggest steaming pile of hot trash that occurred on Monday Night Raw this week. Let Come on, lay, lay, down, some, lay down some theories. Don't be afraid. Throw them out there. If you follow me, know that there wasn't a contract signing. That would have been too easy. But uh, 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 there's a couple of good suggestions here. There's a couple of good ones. Uh, You know, you know which, the golf match. Thank you, Go go indie now. It was the golf match. The golf match was shit. It's shit. Uh, For the exact same reasons, I thought the axe throwing thing was shit. And for the same reason, I think the basketball shit is shit. It's shit because we are having wrestlers who compete regularly on the reg in a ring to see who is better i don't care how good they are at other sports i want to see them wrestle now what kind of elevates it this week is that it was corny as hell i didn't like it all the more power to you if you did enjoy it i and i won't i i understand i can understand why you did enjoy it if you did and it's not an insult to your intelligence or mine if you did Bravo, if you found some entertainment in it. I just didn't. And I'm the guy with the microphone, so I get to say what I think. I thought it was dumb, corny stuff. It's WWE trying to be anything but WWE. But why do we tune in? to wrestling why do we turn into WWE or AEW a lot of people will tell me you know oh they gotta cut promos we need storylines and stuff yeah but ultimately we turn in to watch wrestling because if I want to watch people be funny if I want to watch people uh, do comedy with each other if I want to see people have these love triangles or complex storylines I will watch Netflix I will watch Crave TV, shout out Canada streaming services. I'll watch anything else than wrestling. I watch wrestling for wrestling. And if you're not giving me wrestling, I kind of twirl my thumbs. Sometimes I'm like, why am I here? Why am I here? And the reason what's the, what's most infuriating here is that the reason, of course, WWE is doing this is something again, that we've talked about in the past on the show, WWE sees itself as a media company as a not a wrestling promotion a media company so what are they doing here well they're doing media they're diversifying their offering showing that they can do more than just sweaty men in tights slip slapping each other so then they take this they add it in their portfolio they put it on the on the internet they uh they put it on youtube they make some gifts and everyone has a good chuckle and say oh well look wwe it's there's something for everyone But the thing when you get into doing something that's for everyone, eventually it ends up tasting like nothing. It becomes the blandest stuff ever. Because if you try to make things so that everyone can enjoy it, it ends up just being the most average eh, flavorless thing ever. Such as Tim Hortons coffee. Tim Hortons coffee is the most popular coffee in all of Canada because... It's just made to taste like your pure basic ordinary dishwasher uh, coffee that doesn't offend anyone it's not too strong it has no it has no character to it that's what happens then you end up in like Bleh. <laughs> we go um so that was my my mini rant in in regards to that let's move let's move on to some cool beans that's enough out of the that's enough out of you this is usually where I take a sip. This is usually when the inspection is over, but we're, we're going, we're going in hard. There we go. Hey, smart to death. Anthony Souter. Hi. Welcome to the, welcome to the chat, friend. Um, We're going to move on to AEW Dynamite. Uh, cool beans. The revival. FTR. Have arrived. And it's not as if it was that big of a surprise, right? It's not as if it was like, oh, are they going to come to AEW? Will they come to AEW? It wasn't a question of, will they come? It's a question of, when will they arrive kind of things? And they arrived on Wednesday. And they arrived in a car. And it just, it came in quick. And then it started breaking just at that 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 odd, like little uh, tapering alley that they have or they, that they set up and at, at least, I don't, know, I don't. remember if it was Cash or Dax who was driving. They're better drivers than Cody Rhodes. who knocked over, knocked over the uh, 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 um, uh, barricade last week. Uh, at least they, they, you know, they were able to stop in time. <laughs> but oh, yeah. hey, you know what? I liked it. I I I, I like that they showed up, and I like that they showed up. And while we all thought they were going to go after the Young Bucks, they instead went after Butcher and the Blade wearing wearing white. Wearing their post-Memorial Day white outfit. I don't know if that means that it's the end of the gimmick of the end of the uh, creepy steampunk stuff. Because Ali was in, she was in the audience hitting on QT Marshall for some reason. She was not, she wasn't in her buddy outfit. Anyway, we'll see. That's that's a that's a whole other story for a whole other time. We'll see what happens there. But hey, uh I like how they're setting this up. Cause clearly they're like, you know, Butch and the Blade. We're gonna come kick your ass. The Young Bucks are ours. That's probably the kind. That's probably the motivation here. The Young Bucks are ours. G- g- GTFO. We're we're taking over here. And I like that the Young Bucks went after the uh, went went after uh Butchering the Blade as well. Hey, you know what? You can do a lot worse than having FTR get a match at let's say Fighter Fest. With uh, Butcher and the Blade, let's say you want to do that. I think I think that has legs, and it's a good pay-per-view match. But the Bucks and FTR—that's an all-out match. If you consider all-out to be—if you consider all-out to be um, the WrestleMania of AEW—that's a match that you keep for your biggest night of the year. I, I'm I'm imploring. AEW to save that one, make it big, make it meaningful because it has all the makings of a classic. It's one that the fans have been wanting for a long, long, long time, a long time. Anakin JMT left another super chat. Thank you very much. Says Warren with that ran people could mistake you for Alex Palowski. No, nah. well, maybe now because Alex trimmed his beard a little. Tony Wiegand, how you doing? There's no such thing as being late. Welcome to the chat. Mm. In case you're wondering, it is Orange Vanilla Coca-Cola that your boy is enjoying tonight. Mm. Mm. Not sponsored. That's that's some free love. It's it's good stuff. I like it. Um let's go. Let's okay, so let's keep it going more cool beans brit baker coming out in a wheelchair to to give us the 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 to give us the, the 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 rules of the role model and we're up to rule number three don't hurt the role model she says but she feels there's a conspiracy going on she was taken out of the match and she feels that there's a conspiracy to get her hurt says chris statlander being an alien is a crock of shit. Her words, not mine. She's a conspirator. Sashida carries a weapon and she's a cheater. She's a conspirator. Wonders why Nyla Rose, suddenly Nyla Rose was able to jump off the top rope and land with pin perfect precision uh, onto uh, onto opponents on the mat. Why didn't she, why, why did suddenly on that night, why did she m- land improperly on Brick Baker? Conspiracy. And then she pulls out a, uh, uh, a cork board with photos and, yeah, and yarns attached to different photos, all leading to the chief conspirator, Aubrey Edwards. That was funny as hell. I liked it. Um, and the main bit of news that came out of here is that Britt Baker said that she'll be back for All Out, and that is fantastic, fantastic news, which means that her injury is not too severe. Severe enough to have her miss out on the match. But uh, but so, so, such good news. That she's, it'll be a few months. Then come September or what, this fall, she'll be back. I love this. And what makes me doubly happy here, which, what, here's what makes me double happy. It's that... uh she she being Brit, uh, she, despite being injured, she will be able to continue progressing her character. Her character work has been so solid, been so good. She'll be able to show up on TV and continue being a heel, continue goofing off uh, goofing off of uh, Tony Schiavone. And I'm here for it. And she's going to do great work. I, I, I don't remember who I was talking to this about, uh, I, I um, it sort of slips my mind, but I would be 100% in a road to rehabilitation uh video series with Britt Baker. You know, doing one of these inspiring. You know, oh, I'm I'm rehabbing my knee, coming back to the ring, but in role model Britt Baker character where she's super disingenuous and she's telling people to. To, to, to screw off, and she has pictures of her everywhere. That would be absolute gold. I hope, 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 hope they do something with that. That would be fantastic. Another more cool beans here: Christy Jane's versus Sheeta. Sheeta had her first match. Uh, Sheeta had her first match uh, on on uh, Dynamite this week as new world's world women's champion. I liked it and it was a perfect enhancement match that she had to uh that she had to take uh to echo JPQ on the prediction show that we did last Saturday. JPQ likened uh uh uh, uh Sheeta getting the title to uh Bret Hart uh becoming champion in WWF back in the day where you have someone who is a perfectly well-rounded wrestler, someone who could have a match, a good match just about anyone and who knows how when to turn it up and to bring it a little down someone who can as a champion can help elevate everyone who was in the division with her and that is amazing and i think it's still the best analogy moving forward as to how crucial this title change uh this title change is for uh for a for aew's women division because i think that there's a lot of good that can come out of it Instead of having sporadic matches with uh, a bunch of people, so on and so forth, it will help raise everyone, bring more prestige to the title. In the meantime, I think it's a, I think it's a good win, and I think the Bret Hart comparison is really, really good. It's good for everyone. Now, if they can only, you know, if all this, this, this COVID nonsense could disappear, could get B Priestley back over, and then we'd have a riot on our hands. Um uh, uh, by the way, Christy Janes, I like her work, and I especially like her heel work. I think she's a very, very solid heel. Uh I'd have to see more of her stuff on the indies because what she's doing uh in the ring in AEW, this is what her second match, third most. I liked what she, I like what she's been doing. She's a very, very good heel, very convincing, very credible. I I'm sold on her so far. Hopefully they'll sign the they'll, they'll they'll sign her. They'll nab her up because I think she has a uh, she has a lot of upside. More cool beans. Cody coming to the ring. The TNT title, his first in ring interview as TNT champion. He uh, he has a great promo as usual and this is the crux of it right it's 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 his promo that's what made it really really good uh the the of course you know the tom brady comparisons are a little well you know yeah, a little you know what i mean there <laughs> but um everything you know he talks with such sincerity and truth about how cuz he really is passionate about wrestling and he knows how far he's come to be where he is today. He knows how hard it's been. He you know even referencing the fact that Dustin got the uh, dusty jeans. You know, I'm not I'm not Simba in this story, which I thought you know, he knows where he falls and it made him work twice as hard to be where he is and he wants to continue working hard for the love of because he knows that the fans watch Two hours of AEW every week, they buy the pay-per-view in droves, regardless of what's going on in the world. They beat expectations as far as buy rates go. And he says it's important for him to give back, and he's going to make the TNT title a workhorse title. He wants to defend it every week. He says, I'm about to embark into a whole different level of work here. This goes right into what I was saying earlier when I when I was talking about Double or Nothing and having Cody win it. This is how you're going to make the title feel important. And this is how it's going to look and this is how it's going to be important for every member of the roster afterwards going forward. If Cody's raising the bar like this and saying, you know, we want to make this title our TV title, our NWA TV title, you know, because that's essentially what he's saying. Um, it's going to come with a level of prestige with it. A level of workhorsism. It's not a real word, but you guys know what I mean. This is good, good, good stuff. It, it really is fantastic stuff. And I, 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 I can't get behind it more. And to think that... Um, when you think about when you think about how this is going to how this is going to, to go moving forward, Cody's the boss. You know that we're seeing everything here in face value, but Cody's the boss. And he's going out there, he's having crazy ass matches. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to be working every week, guys. I'm going to be working every week. Working my ass off to try and make this special. He's kind of setting the bar for the for the locker room at the same time it's kind of like look if if the guy who writes my check I know he doesn't exactly write writes his checks but bear with me in this analogy if the guy who writes my checks goes into the ring every week gives his it gives it his all I can't just sit back on my laurels and be like well you know I'm gonna have to do the same this is the kind of action that is also good for the rest of the locker room at the same time for everyone in the back. You know, it's a lead by example situation, and I like it. I think it makes sense. I can dig it. Kind of like when uh, Vince McMahon started taking bumps in WWE. <laughs> no, no. I want to say hi to uh, t- to Patrick Mason, who joined us, was joined us in the chat, and the round, uh, the round one twenty-four. How you doing? Welcome both. Um, more cool beans. The, um, uh, the, uh, the Brian Cage job match that he had. Perfect. Perfect. John Moxley's out there. He's on commentary. He's like, hey, uh, I've never seen this guy before. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> I'm going to have to try it. I really, I, I think I could pull off a John Moxley impersonation. Hey, you know what? I think I, did. I got to come see this guy. No, that's not it. I'll work on it. Ooh, work in progress, guys. Okay, you, you can't. Give me give me a second here. Um, but the, the Brian Cage was his his enhancement match was fantastic. It was exactly what it what what, what was it was exactly what we needed. He comes in, he destroys a fool, the champion is watching, it was fantastic, it was good stuff, and I can't put over the fact enough that it is such a great decision to have put him with Taz. It is fantastic. Because I I don't think Brian Cage is that great a talker putting him with Taz is instant credibility. Taz has been doing fantastic work in AEW. I think it's a great pairing and Taz even passed on the torch, the to passed on his catchphrase, his ECW catchphrase over to Brian Cage. To me that's a big deal because Taz is a bit of a traditionalist, you know. You should uh, you should be asking all, you know, old guys for their finishers before using them kind of thing, you know. That's a big deal. I like it. Now, is it weird that Brian Cage is immediately thrust into the, the into the title picture that he that he came out uh, at the ladder match and, and 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 ended up being the winner? Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because this is the second time in a row that a challenger sort of pops out of nowhere, uh, comes in from an outside promotion, and then is immediately put up uh, into the world title picture. They did it with Brody Lee. Now they're doing it with Brian Cage at the same time. It's a little strange. Um, and I I don't know if it's a good idea. Like, I don't know if it's a good idea, and I'm not kidding. I'm I'm not sure. But I can also understand that maybe they're trying to stretch John Moxley out a little so that we can get the really juicy fights, the really juicy John Moxley fights with other fellows once audiences are allowed back into the arena. Because another discussion we've had here in the past there are wrestlers who need an audience there are wrestlers out there who are uh, who, who need an audience to be f- full circle to you know get a full grasp of who they are. my go-to example is Otis Otis would have never got would never get over in a, in an empty arena setting Otis got over b- because because of being Otis and because the audience threw themselves behind him. But you can tell with the empty arenas, there's something missing to Otis. Dare I say, there's something missing about John Moxley without the audience. This is not a knock on either guy or their talent, especially when it comes to Mox. It's not a question of that. There's an aura that accompanies John Moxley that is, eh, you know, one of these "it" factors that we're always talking about. He just has a a, a way, a, a a charisma completely natural about himself that goes up that elevates his presence when an audience is there everyone just buys into him he's a great wrestler he's fantastic he's brutal he knows what he's doing he's I I I like John Moxley a lot but I think he's also suffering especially in the position as uh, of AEW world champion uh, I think he's suffering without the audience but uh, so I think you know I think they're sort of stretching this out they're gonna have a pay-per-view this summer, Fighter Fest, at some point. Sure, feed him Brian Cage. No one's gonna be there anyway. Doesn't really matter. I don't see John Moxley losing to Brian Cage unless something massive happens. In the meantime, because your boy thinks that we're we're going to John Moxley versus MJF Ooh, at yeah. all out. That's my call. That's what I think. The Venus is back. God, I wish. That's a weird thing to say. Glad <laughs> to super chat. Thank you very much. Venus is back. It says, off, su- off subject, but thanks for recommending No Man's Sky and that tweet hooked on it. Good. I'm glad you liked it. That it, that game completely turned around and they're they're adding so much content to it. I haven't touched it in a while because I've been into Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I intend on going back to it. I haven't tried the, um, the living ships yet. That's something I'm very intrigued by. Anakin left another super chat. Thank you very much, Anakin. Very kind of you. It says, Warren, practice your mox impression too. Throwback and I may ask for that too or instead. Uh, gotta keep you on your toes. Hashtag. Sorry, Kristen. I'm gonna start with the Braun Strowman one first. You gonna get the... No. I gotta, I gotta work on it first. I can't premiere it. I can't premiere it right now. Too fresh. Too fresh out of gate. Let's go with some warm soda a little bit. With the Inner Circle Pep Rally. You know, you guys, we're gonna talk about this. Oh boy! Oh boy. So I thought everything that the that the uh Inner Circle did on Dynamite last night was fantastic. From the moment that they arrived with the with the pre-printed t-shirts, you know, uh the uh inner circle winning champion t-shirts i thought it was fantastic because to me it's always something that i've wondered you know at the end of large sporting events at the end of at the end of finals you know what do they do with the t-shirts and caps that they printed out for the other team someone told me they send they send them like to african countries and stuff like that i'm like okay so in africa you know at some point they you know they don't know that Kansas City won the Super Bowl this year. They think it's it was the that other team, that other team. Um, so I thought I thought it was good. Man, Ortiz's oh, yeah. his, his comedic timing is so good. It's fantastic. Anyway, th- this all leads to the pep rally at the end where they're all giving each other gifts. Right? You have Sammy Guevara who made participation trophies for everyone. The one he gave to Chris Jericho was for... He called him the king of dad jokes, which I thought was great. Uh, He got some Vicks rub to put over his injuries. Uh, Chris Jericho was given a a, a picture of Mark Anthony. His his, his hero. Um, Got a scooter for Sammy because he's on crutches. Jake Hager shows some personality for once and reads a poem... And then goes off script, you know, saying all psychotic-like, you know, that he's got a special set of skills and I'm going to find you. My God, good job, Jake Hager. That was fun. I was not expecting that. Um, and, um, And then Chris Jericho starts saying that he wants the head of Mike Tyson. Goes back to January 2011 when there was a guest host on Raw. Jericho says... Uh, We have some unsettled business that goes back to January 2009, uh, 2011 on Monday night. He sort of leaves it there. And then Tyson comes out surrounded by MMA guys. Like, I don't know. I don't know who these guys are unless they're Daniel Cormier or um, uh, Rampage Jackson or Anderson Silva. I don't know who these guys are. GSP. I don't know who these dudes are. Uh but uh, apparently uh, Jeremy Lambert was sort of he listed them off to me and I was like, "Oh, okay. Cool. They're they're actually they're the real people." And then uh, and then they they have this big pull apart thing, you know, where and Tyson and Jericho get in each other's faces and Tyson tears off his shirt and then there's like a big pull apart brawl and it was a big schmoz. So, okay. So they're Chat. What do you guys think of, of Mike Tyson's involvement in AEW? What? what I, let yourselves go on this one. I'm curious. This is a they're drudging up a feud that's that's been No, not even a feud. An event that happened ten years ago. Something that has that's just been completely erased from from the wrestling fans memory it it was so uneventful and about in and about itself is like oh okay all right then it's kind of weird they're judging it back bringing it back into the bringing it back to the forefront and now they're it's not just oh we're teasing having Mike Tyson coming on our our show to um to give out a title no 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 we're We're building something. We might have a match here. We don't know what we're getting exactly, but Chris Jericho wants to beat up Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson wants to beat up Chris Jericho from what we saw last evening. Am I excited for a Chris Jericho versus a past his prime, former world champion boxer who stars ironically as himself in an Adult Swim cartoon? who's never, ever wrestled before? Am I excited for this? No. (laughs) I can't. Like, I'm not excited. This is not what's going to make me tune in. But then again, I'm smart enough to know that AEW isn't doing this for me to tune in. AEW wants new viewers. They want new people, new eyeballs on the product. This This is not for me. This is not for... All of us in the chat here this evening who love, love, love our pro wrestling. This is for other heads. Uh, We want other eyes on the product. This is clearly what they're doing here. Is it going to be good, whatever they do? I'm going to tell you. I trust Chris Jericho. I really do. Chris Jericho is... Probably the most... The... One of the most creative minds in wrestling. And everything that he's been doing in AEW since last year, consistently on Dynamite, Jericho has been part of the most memorable, fun, meme-worthy, entertaining segments, matches, you name it. It's been good stuff for a guy who... A lot of people started to discount he can still go but he's mostly still bringing the fun, the good part of wrestling that makes us want to tune in. Do I think that AEW is doing a good thing here with bringing back Mike Tyson to get some mainstream attention? I don't know. I don't know as far as I I'm concerned, I'm not sure. Tyson hasn't been relevant in years, really, and he's only started popping up again because suddenly everyone's challenging him for for titles, for fights, excuse me. They didn't, for sure, didn't get their money's worth out of Tyson over Double or Nothing. There was no coverage. Before coming online, I did sniff around to see what was covered here. I didn't see, I I think I saw one article on Sports Illustrated I didn't see anything on ESPN. It hasn't been covered on SportsCenter. I've seen our wrestling media covering it. I've seen some alternative uh, sports, you know, or alternative, not mainstream wrestling sites cover it as well, like in their wrestling section. But I, I don't know if this is going to be, if this is going to work out for them. You know, someone told me it's weird that they haven't been covered on ESPN. Well, I'm like, ESPN is kind of cozy with WWE. Yeah, it just takes a certain person to call a certain someone and it's like, hey, the Mike Tyson stuff. Mike Tyson, AEW stuff. Well, we can report on something else. We don't have to cover it, you know, in and about itself. We can say it happened, but we're not covering it, you know. Um, Because, yeah, because when i came when i came around to look at at all of this you know what i realized on top of that this is what's even more baffling to me is on top of mike tyson uh on top of not getting much coverage out of what happened last night on dynamite uh, i've been seeing a lot of coverage that that tyson fury is like hell yeah i'll fight mike tyson like he's accepted a challenge like he's like yeah yeah let's do it he accepted it today and that's getting pull so there's someone Ooh, who's not yeah. doing their job here because he on one hand you have AEW with mike tyson and aw is not getting much much attention but then tyson fury is on the other side and he's he's getting the uh he's getting the good the good press i'm like my god what's going on I, I don't know if this is a good investment. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if this is a ploy to get NXT's older viewers. Because I don't even know. I don't even know if kids today really do get what Mike Tyson is. I don't know. I, I it's it, it's It's a confusing thing. But as far as the match goes, as far as whatever they're developing... I am going to put my faith in Chris Jericho moving forward. They have, they still have yet to prove me wrong on that front. So we'll see what happens. DGMC says leads a super chat. It lives two super chats, by the way. Thank you again. Says Jericho and Sammy versus Tyson and OC at a fighter fest. OC, uh, OC, OC. I'm sorry, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but. Uh, at Fyter Fest Sammy and OC get mainstream rub from Tyson and Jericho adds to uh, his legacy For keeping it all together Sure uh, A tag team match is Absolutely logical And you can tell that Chris Jericho really likes Sammy Guevara a lot So um, Orange Cassidy uh, There you go Sammy versus Orange Cassidy OC Sorry I, I just It just clicked Yes Thank you Thank you chat Thank you chat Thank you chat Orange Cassidy Yes Yes I was like the OC, and all I could think about was like the Good Brothers with Gallows. What, what are you talking about? Um, but yes, uh, a tag team match would be a good idea. And DGMC adds, the angle of Wednesday did get some attention due to Tyson, so there's that. They did get some. I'm not saying they didn't get any, but it's probably not what they were preparing for. Uh, Sammy gets KO'd, and Orange Cassidy helpfully gets uh Iron Mike to dress <laughs> and act like him. I think Mike Tyson is a little more self-aware of who he is now than at any given point in history. So, maybe if he wants to have a little fun and do it, I think so. I think that'd be great. I think it's good. And to cap it all off, we're going to finish with some cool beans. Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher in the fight pit. This was a super strong main event. On NXT last night. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely fantastic stuff. The shit at the top of the cage, folks, it was thrilling. It was a great match. But the stuff at the top of the at the top of the cage, so good. The hanging leg bar was fantastic. The floating bro off the top was scary as hell. Uh Thatcher chokes riddle out. It's good. This was a good match. I got I had the, the chance to re-watch it because I was mostly uh, keeping an eye on AEW last night, uh, especially with all the schmoz stuff. I knew that was... But I knew... Anyway, I got to rewatch it. It was good. And this should be Thatcher's match. I, I like how... I like how they're trying stuff out. They, both companies, AEW and, and, and WWE, trying stuff out, you know, just attempting new match types just to see how things go. I like the idea of the fight pit. It's dramatic, and they've they've really established a great bar here moving forward. I think it's really, really good. Um, but this should really become Timothy Thatcher's match because what we saw last night was the Timothy Thatcher match that was known and loved in the indies strong brutal merciless visceral you know if if when they brought him in they wwe if if the plan was for him to come in and then be thrown into the sports entertainment world only to piss him off and turn him into this this vile wrestling machine and it's working and if that was the plan and not just like slapdash God damn. It's good stuff. So. I'm good with this. I I, I I like it. And I like where. I like how this advanced Timothy Thatcher. Who won the big match. You know. Who got the big fight. and The big win over Matt Riddle. Ooh. Rumors abound. Rumors. Might be heading over to SmackDown. I hope they treat him right. I really do. Matt Riddle. Is a bona fide star. If they play as if they play it correctly, this guy is going to be a megastar for WWE. But if they play him correctly. Of course, if they put him into a feud with Baron Corbin straight out the gate and have him 50-50 with Corbin over the pat over the next six months, uh there's nothing we can I don't think anyone's career could be saved, right? At that from that point. I mean I wouldn't be surprised that they put him in a feud with Baron Corbin to begin with. But you don't let Baron Corbin get the upper hand in this feud. You don't let him, you don't have tons and tons of rematches, you know? You just, you let Riddle just snap his his arms and twist him into all sorts of things and just strike the shit out of him, right? Right? That's what I'd do. It's not as if you have to protect Baron Corbin. If you know what I mean. But yeah, it, it, all they have to do with Matt Riddle is just make him come off as a winner. Make him come off as as a strong, strong competitor. You know what I'd do? Have him beat both Brock and Goldberg in the same year. And, and, and beat them clean there. And then you have a star. Instant star. You put the two matches everyone wants to see, make them happen now. It don't build up for months. These these are legitimately these are legitimate matches that every wrestling fan would want to see at this point because they've been they've been simmering to happen. Just make that happen. You beat Brock, you beat Goldberg. Matt Riddle is a bona fide star moving forward. Or at the very least, have him beat Goldberg. There's no point in protecting Goldberg. Am I... Am I going for it? Okay. There's no point in protecting Bill Goldberg, who is not going to make you any money. I I would argue with you, friends, that Bill Goldberg has never made money for WWE. I think he has cost WWE a lot of money. Has he been a legitimate draw in WCW? Sure, absolutely, I will not deny that. But there's no reason to protect Bill Goldberg in WWE. There's no reason to protect his legacy. He has no legacy for WWE. His legacy is, was done when he was tasered by Kevin Nash. That's that. It's as simple as that. Have Goldberg do the right thing. For once in his goddamn career and put a young guy over not just any young guy a young guy who has the talent and the capacity and the star power to become huge in WWE and if WWE is truly unafraid to make new stars new huge out of the gate stars fuck politics let's make this guy huge kind of deal they will have Bill Goldberg tap out to Matt Riddle in before WrestleMania 2021 or at WrestleMania 2021. <laughs> I feel all loose now that I had a Goldberg rat. But am I wrong though? Am I wrong? I can't be- I- I'm not wrong. Goldberg has never put anyone over in his life. He hasn't put any young talent over in his life. He doesn't give a shit about the business anyway. Why does he care? Because he wants his kid to see that he's a superhero. Fuck you, Bill Goldberg. Have him do what? No, I'm not wrong. There's, There's... There's... There's only one thing. There's one thing that he could do that in my in my heart in my heart of hearts folks and I'm coming in close so that you can, so that we're clear on this there is one thing that bill goldberg can do to redeem himself in my eyes and that is to put a young guy over clean just one guy and i think that guy should be matt riddle and if he does it i swear i will hold if 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 bill goldberg puts over a young guy whether it's Mad Riddle or not, I will be on this show, and I will have a Goldberg celebration. I will, I will make a full stream celebrating the life of Bill Goldberg. I will. I promise. I will. That was the weekly wrestling inspection. Not only is that the weekly wrestling inspection, but that's the show <laughs> this week folks. Hey, you know what? Hey Jason PS3, how you doing? Just say so there Nikki, how you doing? <laughs> we're just as we're wrapping up. Hey, I want to thank everyone for coming out again this evening. This was a lot of fun. Uh I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you had a good time. I hope you I-, I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you guys are, are taking your time and making sure that you're staying safe, that your loved ones are staying safe. I hope you're washing your hands, not touching your face, staying away from stupid people. There are a lot of stupid people out there, folks. And I uh, just, you know, and I say stupid people lovingly. Uh, be good to each other. Be kind to each other. Um, you know, there's a lot of our leaders out there who are incapable of showing empathy. And I think it's it's something that is trickling down to a lot of us, but I think we can be better than that. And I think we, and I think on on this end, we don't have to take example from those who uh, we put into office and who are sh- and who are showing these true col their true colors these days. Let's be kind to each other, whether it's on the street, whether it's on Twitter, on Reddit, wherever. It doesn't matter. We're better than this. We're all humans. We all we we all have wants, needs. We all need food and water. We all have the same color blood. Just be kind to each other, folks. My God, and it's not that hard. But I know you guys do. You guys are good. Because you guys are exceptional people. Because you listen to the Mr. Warren Hayes show. That's a little self-serving. <laughs> At least, you know, It's a thought that counts. But hey, thank you everyone for tuning in this evening. Thank you for joining me. Uh reminder Fightful Tomorrow Night for the SmackDown show. Be there. That's always a good time with Sean. Uh, otherwise, I'll be back next week. Hey! Post-show, starting in a few minutes, let's talk about Zack Ryder and Chris Jericho and underused WWE talent. Patreon.com slash MrWarrenHayes. Might talk about Goldberg some more. You never know. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you next time.